Hey Mules and Jennies, this is Austin and Carson, and we're from the UCM Career Services Center, and welcome to the Mules with a Mission podcast. Well, welcome, and thank you for taking your time out of your day to talk with me today a little bit about cover letters. Before I kind of get started in with this, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name is Terry Hagee. Um, I am an HR specialist right now, currently with the Missouri Department of Agriculture. Prior to that, I was talent acquisition specialist, which is a fancy name for recruiter with SSM Health, which is a large health care center in the middle of the country here. That for a couple of years. So I did some medical recruiting. And before that, I was an HR manager with the Missouri Lottery. So I've been in HR over 20 years in different aspects of it. I have a master's degree in business and it's constantly evolving and you're always learning and four years from retirement, but I, it, does, it seems like I'm right out of school some days. So. I mean, I feel like it's kind of like that with a lot of different professions, but almost there, almost done with it. Are you looking forward to retirement or do you think am, you're going to miss I think, it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I might have to have a gig on the side. In HR, I think I could probably find somebody I could help. So. Gotcha. Well, that's always fun. So, mm-hmm. in your time in HR, how many cover letters or resumes do you think you have maybe seen? Oh my God, probably thousands. Oh my. And and in the time that I've been doing this, technology has changed so much that you know when I was in school, a cover letter was a must. Now, you know, they're not as prevalent. You don't see them as much. I think the world is trying to go away from them, but I do still think there's some importance to them. And, and, I, and, and that's why I'm here today, because I want the students to know that even though technology may say, eh, you don't need it, I'm gonna push you in the direction that it does, because I think it, I think it still resonates. There's still a lot of, I think it seems old fashioned to people, but it really isn't because it gives that human touch, which I think we're all lacking these days, so. Absolutely. So what do you think the most important parts of the cover letter are? So for starters, um, you don't want it too long. One page or less. One page. And I would say if you're looking at words, no more than 300 words probably if you were. So you don't want, if you're not writing a term paper, you know, it's not 10 page dissertation. Remember when you're doing cover letters, you're also attaching a resume. So you don't have to regurgitate what's on your resume in the cover letter. Cover letter is kind of a way to me to do a pre-interview, personalize yourself a little bit, tell about yourself, maybe talk a little bit about some things that are on your resume that they might go, I don't, I don't understand what that means or whatever. And, and so you can fill in those gaps a lot of times with the cover letter. It also shows that you put more thought into it and that you really do want to work for this company and that says a lot because you can you know with everything being electronic nowadays you can sit down and in an hour or two you could probably punch out 50 job applications and resumes to different organizations and and half of them you you know start blanketing everybody with resumes really need to one of the things i I try to tell college students and high school students you really need to know what you want to do and who you want to work for and do some research on that company before don't just, oh, that looks good. That looks interesting. You know, find out, is it really something you want to do? Because it really is important that the job be a good fit for you as a person. It also has to be a good fit for the company. And if it's not, it's not going to work out and you're going to be miserable. So 
Yes, I think there's a lot of value to having a cut of butter. I think you bring up a lot of good points there, and that's something really important to, to consider. So what do you, what is the impact of a bad cover letter? What does that do in the eyes of the employer? Well, it, so your cover letter, your cover letter and your resume, you know, you all as students, and you've heard this probably since you were old enough to even think about a job, is that first impressions count, and they do. And most people will think, well, that has to do with the face-to-face -face interview. But actually, your first impression is that cover letter and resume. Um, so you take a step back, that's really the first impression that the employer is going to give you. So if you've got spelling errors or horrible grammar or you just sound hokey in it or fake, you know, they can tell if it's fake. So you really need to put the passion behind the words, but don't make it sound all unicorny and rainbowy. You know, it's not, you don't want it to be unrealistic, realistic, but as positive as so you said you've seen, you know, probably a thousand or so resumes and cover letters. Does a submission of a cover letter do anything for a candidate, especially if one is not required? It does. Um, a cover letter can, as I said, it's a first impression. So a cover letter can, let's say you've got, uh, maybe you took a gap year before you went to college, or maybe you studied overseas, or maybe you stayed home with kids. You know, and so you've got maybe on your resume, your resume's all done, but you can see that you probably got three or four years in there where you didn't work or you didn't work much. So that's going to be a red flag for the employer. First thing they're going to see is, what were you doing between 2002 and 2006? Well, that's where the cover letter can explain that. And that way, they won't automatically boot you out of, of even being thought about because if they don't know, they don't know what they don't know. So if you don't, tell them. Now, you don't have to go into detail about your personal life, but you can just simply say, you know, on my resume, between the years, whatever, whatever, um, I um, decided to stop working and stay home and take care of my kids until they were in school. And then you don't have to go any further. Or I decided to take a gap year before I went to college. You know, kids do that. Or I decided to study, to take a year and go overseas and, and train in school or something. You know, in that way, it fills, it fills those areas in. Now, they might ask that again during the interview, but at least that, a lot of times, what's on, what's in the cover letter can explain more about what's in the resume. Because the resume is going to kind of be chronological and succinct. The cover letter's more written and kind of explains, but again, you don't have to explain every single thing. You also want to be sure when you're doing a cover letter that you have the experience and the education that the employer's looking for. So that's where the job description, you kind of look at that when you apply for a job, and you kind of tailor your letter to that job description. Not identically, but pick a few things, and you may not have everything that the employer wants, and that's okay. But if you are really good at maybe your communication skills are outstanding, or maybe you've got experience in computer science or something like that, you can put that in the, in the letter, and that's going to explain a little more about your experience. Also, so for instance, um, I work for the Department of Agriculture, so a lot of times we like really like to see people who have had some kind of agriculture farming background. You can't always tell that from a resume. So, you know, when, when they start out with, you know, I grew up on a farm, that resonates personally with us because that's what we want to see. We want people who are passionate about agriculture. So if you grew up on a farm, that says a lot, right? That tells me, you know, they really are passionate. They, or they, or maybe they worked on a farm. Maybe their grandparents had a farm. So we'll see a lot of that. And that 
kind of hits home with us. I can't speak for other employers, but I do think that if you have some kind of background or some kind of something that would that would draw them to you or draw you to them, that you can make that connection in the letter. Then when you get to the interview, hopefully you get the interview, then you can further make that connection. But again, your, your resume and cover letter, that's the first thing they see if you and by the way, don't put your picture on your cover letter or your resume. Don't put photos on there. Highly against that because lawyers can use that to discriminate. We don't we don't want that. So they don't need to know any of that. And don't put personal information, you know, on your resume either. We, we don't need to know how many kids you have or if you're married. Just leave all that out. Keep it strictly professional. I think you bring up a really good point there. It's definitely very important to consider. So I mean, that's pretty much it for the questions that I have for you today about cover letters. Is there any last minute thoughts, last minute additions you'd like to add in there? Sure. I will tell you too, you know, you, you all have, you know, when I was growing up, and I'm just going to make this, you're going to be able to tell my age. I didn't even touch a computer until I was in high school. Now kids are in preschool learning about computers. And that's been in less than 50 years. I mean, so the technology is constantly changing. But that human touch, it's that human, that personal touch to things is still important. No matter how technological we get, we are still human beings. And so you still need to try to tug at the heartstrings, so to speak, of the employer, whatever that be. If the employer is looking for something specific, then you need to hone in on what you can offer that employer, why you would be a good hire to get your to get that interview. And then you can again sell yourself in the interview. But, but the, the cover letter and the resume are going to be the first things that they see. And that's going to be the thing that makes you or breaks you or gets you an interview or not. And, and a lot of these employers get hundreds of resumes. So the competition is out there. It's not just you applying. And then I, I would recommend that you always make sure, have somebody else look over your resume and your cover letter. See what they think about it. Someone that you trust. Definitely check it for grammar and spelling because that's a big deal for and also, there are, there's a website called Resume Genius. Very good. You can also get resume, tips on resume, tips on cover letters. And they'll even give you samples. So it's really a good, it's a good resource for students. And then it also, you know, it's, it's going to be different. So when you're coming out of college, you haven't worked much, you know, your cover letter is going to look a little different than somebody like me who's got 40 years of work experience. So, you know, tailor it to what you know. And, and but also remember that not just your your academic skills or your it's not just your skills but your soft skills are really important your personality how you feel along with others willingness to learn willingness to get in there being a hard worker those are things that you can't tell from a resume so the, the soft skills are really important but that's what I would say is, is you all have so much access to online uh, templates that you can use for for resumes and for cover letters, definitely take advantage of that. And then personalize it, make it your own. But again, don't don't make it too, want it to look business professional. Don't make it look too cutesy. It's, you know, it's not about being cutesy, it's about being professional. Well, right? that's all the questions I have for you about cover letters. Thank you so much for talking about those. Before I let you go, though, I do have one last question for you. What? And it's our building block. Uh, we do this every week and every single person who we meet with and talk with, we ask them a different question just to kind of, you know, break it up a little bit and just to kind of catch them off guard, just to, you know, have a little bit of fun. So my question for you today is if you had your own late night talk show or just any talk show in general, who would you invite as your first guest and why? Oh my, probably, oh, you did catch me off guard. You know, I, I, I would say, you know, obviously people probably go to, you know, I'd have the president on or I'd have the Pope or. 
but those are go-tos that everybody goes to. Who would I go to? I would probably go to maybe the maybe the director, the director of the USDA, the US Department of Agriculture, and, and talk about since I, I kind of passionate about that. I grew up on a farm myself. So if I had my own, I might do that. Or you know, maybe somebody who is in charge of a big program that could describe the ins and outs of that program. I think educating people about what goes on behind the scenes is really important. I don't think people realize all the things you have to think about when you make decisions for the entire country. You know, it's mm -hmm. not it's not like you're picking out best looking green pepper and soup. You know, you have to think about the impact of your decision on everybody. And it always seems like it's gonna be negative for somebody and positive for somebody else. So there's always seems to be that reason. But I think if I could get rid of the political just the he said, she said goes on right now, it seems like that would be ideal. Maybe, maybe something like those directors of Homeland Security and those directors of the USDA and the director of education, have them talk about what really goes on behind the scenes and what goes into their decision making. I think that'd be interesting. But, but I'm a nerd too, so. I can definitely relate with that. And I love that answer, honestly. It's very unique and it's not something that everybody would go to. Very insightful. All right. Well, that is all I have for you today when it comes to these questions and everything. I just want to say thank you one more time for taking your time out of your day to talk with us and just be on our podcast. It's super exciting. Thank you for asking me, Austin. That's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with another episode of Meals with a Mission. Make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have any questions, you can reach us at 660-543-4985 or email careers at ucmo.edu. We will see you next time.